0: founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you.
1: I think it's it takes them to a place that's much more empowering than where they were before, where they're much more aware and where they recognize that, you know, we've been able to process a lot of things that they haven't processed previously. And also that life is going to continue to present them with things that they need to process and that they now have much better tools to do that much better resources that they've become more resilient and yeah, that they, they are more present. I think, like I mentioned before, just getting present really makes a huge difference. And so many of us are living in, you know, either, you know, regrets or shame or trauma from the past, or we're like, we're pitching it forward. We're just throwing our power into the future with anxiety and worry. And we're not really here and now enjoying the the happiness, the joy, the confidence, the calm, the pleasure for God's sake. Like let's enjoy some pleasure in this life and, um, and really pulling that into like the way that we exist.
0: One of the unique facets of high conflict divorce is trauma, which many couples experience first as children in dysfunctional families, and then again throughout their adult relationships. These marriages often ricochet between hostile behavior and tense reactivity, causing further disorder to the entire family. The Divorce Trauma Recovery Series explores the impact of mental illness addiction and trauma on individuals and examine some of the many modalities available to support deep healing. Welcome back to Divorce Trauma Recovery. Um, This series is designed to speak uh, with practitioners in modalities that cut through months or years of therapy, helping clients rapidly regulate so that you can engage in and benefit from divorce coaching. Today, we're discussing EFT, the secret sauce of staying present and regulating on a dime with Teresa Lear Levine. Uh, We're looking at emotional freedom techniques, EFT, which is a combination of ancient Chinese wisdom and modern psychology that relieves energetic blockages and regulates the nervous system. Today's guest is also a hypnotherapist, so we will be taking a look under the covers at the subconscious mind as well. A little bit about our guest, Teresa Lear Levine is an EFT master practitioner law of attraction coach, and energy strategist. She's the host of the Becoming More Me podcast and founder of Becoming More Me, where she helps professional women to get out of their way and resolve their innermost pains, traumas, and challenges so that they can fully enjoy their success and present moments. Using a scientifically proven methods to release resistance and leverage perceived weaknesses into superpowers her clients overcome, limiting beliefs and thought patterns, resolve fears, and navigate major work and life challenges with greater ease. Very excited about today's conversation. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's great to be here. Let's dive in and talk a little bit about... um, What exactly uh, this combination of like ancient Chinese and modern psychology? So a little bit more about like what that is tangibly. and, And then for you, like this is your passion and your purpose. And so a little bit about how that that unfolded for you.
1: Absolutely. So EFT, like you said, is uh, emotional freedom techniques and the ancient Chinese medicine part of it. And you may have also heard it referred to as tapping. A lot of people are more familiar with the name tapping than they are with EFT or emotional freedom techniques. So just to kind of clear that up and have people know that we're talking about the same thing. um, The ancient Chinese medicine part of it is the part that's based on our meridians in our body. So for anybody who's ever had acupuncture or a deep tissue massage, you've had those meridian endpoints in your body accessed to release physical and sometimes also emotional pain um, in the case of acupuncture. And we're using those same points on the body and tapping them with our fingertips. That's the ancient Chinese wisdom part of it, using those different parts of our body that we know because any energetic blockage and those energetic blockages can happen on our meridian endpoints is the cause of whatever dis-ease we are experiencing, whether that is a physical, um, ailment or an emotional, um, issue that's going on that's happening because of an energetic blockage. And then the modern psychology part is the way that we are talking about the issues as we are tapping these meridian endpoints. So with tapping, we get to address the negative side of things, which I find refreshing in a world that really likes us to jump to like, can't you just be happy again? Can we just be positive and like, forget this happened, just move on. And there's that toxic positivity that kind of, you know, doesn't allow us to give a voice to the things that are actually really bothering us. And without that voice, and without that movement of energy, we stuff stuff down, we don't feel good, and we hold on to all that stuff that, you know, we really just need a release for. So by giving it a voice and focusing on the negative aspects of it, as we tap, we set up what we call a round Of EFT. So a round of EFT focuses on beginning on either the side of your hand tapping or on this kind of sore spot on our chest with like rubbing it, and then going through spots that are on the top of our head, our eyebrow, the side of our eye, under our eye, under our nose, under our mouth, our collarbone, and under our arm, while at the same time, voicing whatever's going on. So, you know, whatever the negative thing is, you get to talk all about it You don't have to be, you know, um, mature. You don't have to be politically correct. You don't have to say it perfectly. You don't have to be impressively articulate. You just have to talk about how you're feeling about it, um, how it's, you know, how it's affecting you. And then as you go through that, you start to realize that you're, there's something kind of like an opening up almost that it feels like is happening or a willingness to, kind of love, accept, and forgive what's happening. That's at the heart of all EFT rounds. Um, When we set up a round, we'll say something like, you know even though I'm so upset about, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it might be, I want to love, accept and forgive myself. And basically the idea there is that whatever we can actually find true love, acceptance and forgiveness for will be transformed and we'll be able to transcend it. And it's usually that which is missing that is keeping us stuck. So we're giving it a voice, we're finding that, and then we're opening up to possibility. So, you know, maybe you're tapping on a headache. Let's just use a physical example that's really tangible. And, you know, you're setting it up, even though I've got this awful headache, I'm open to the idea that I can love, accept, and forgive myself. Maybe you're tapping through the points and you're talking about, you know, how the headache feels, all this tension in my temples, you know, my head's pounding. I just want to go close my eyes and take a nap, whatever the things are. And then as you go through a second or third time, maybe you're finding yourself open to the idea that you can release this tension in your body opening up to the idea that you're already feeling better and that sort of thing but only if it's genuine and authentic and most of the time people can relieve a headache just so you know in about five or ten minutes with eft tapping it's very quick
0: wow so it, it actually sounds so odd (laughs) that one could could talk. And I I mean, I've done acupuncture. I get the meridians. I mean, that all makes sense, but the connection between, you know, activating the correct points, having a conversation and then this like magic, this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it
1: reinforces the mind body connection and it's also like it feels really magical because it happens really quickly but what's happening is when you're tapping those points you're sending a signal directly to your amygdala so that's the part of your brain that's in charge of fight flight freeze flee fawn all that stuff that gets us in trouble um and usually keeps us that, stuck that's the,
0: that's the place that everybody tuning in spends way too much time and and would, and would like to find a new neighborhood to hang out in so exactly
1: so that's, it, but it takes us directly there and calls that so that we genuinely do feel better instead of like the fake it till you make it kind of stuff that sometimes results from like simply just talking about something and trying to like will ourselves into a better place or a better feeling that we feel resistant to. So there is scientific stuff happening there. And when we can calm that fight or flight, we also find that like our stress hormones are going down. Cortisol can just decrease up to 43% in just 10 minutes with EFT tapping. And so that means, well, maybe you're doing that tapping on a headache, but if your cortisol is going down, it's your stress is being relieved everywhere. So you're feeling better about, you know, that personal thing that you're going through or that interview that you have later today or the argument that you just had with your kids or, you know, whatever else is happening. You're feeling less stressed about everything because when it goes down in one place, it goes down for everything.
0: So you're talking about um, the immediate impact and then there's this concept that we've all been hearing about and and that's become more and more known like that the body holds the score so you know our listeners are um in many of them are in toxic or high conflict situations whether they haven't yet decided if they're going to leave or if they're in the middle of a divorce or post divorce co-parenting um and so they're bringing all their trauma to the table which had something to do with who they attracted as an intimate love partner and then they attracted this intimate love <laughs> partner who has their own chaos and conflict and so we're dealing with a family of bodies holding the score mm-hmm. so how does EFT impact, because everything that's happening during a divorce that that that's being activated isn't just what's happening in the moment, it's it's that whole history.
1: So can you talk a little bit about how EFT impacts that? Yeah, absolutely. Try to keep me on track here. I sometimes can get off a little bit. Um, So, and and as somebody who's been through divorce, I wish I had had these tools at my fingertips, literally when I was going through mine, Um, But I didn't understand like how my nervous system was so related to all of this. So obviously like, as you know, they say in Hamilton, I am the one thing in life I can control, you know? Um, And that's like my favorite musical. Um, So with that in mind, when we're tapping, we're tapping for our own, you know, healing and transformation and transcendence of something. But there's a beautiful ripple effect that happens when we regulate our own nervous system and our own energy that can really expand out. And I also find that when people are using... Using tapping or or hypnosis, um, their consciousness is elevated around things. I literally found that when I started doing this, especially when it came to like you know my kids, I had like really little kids at the time when I first started using these techniques, and I w- would have a tendency to have a little bit of a temper or yell or get frazzled easily, and I was showing up differently. To those situations that would kind of make me feel irritated or frustrated or like i wanted to fly off the handle very quickly with just you know a few minutes of tapping so they got very used to me in the beginning kind of being like okay mommy's just gonna run into the powder room real quick and just you know tap for a few minutes and then i just started doing it in front of them because i wanted them to see it and experience and understand like there's this powerful thing that mom's doing that actually makes a big difference in the way that she feels and shows up but it's no different for somebody who's going through a divorce i mean imagine if somebody was like you know, regulating themselves and really like, um, releasing their feelings and allowing their emotions to have a voice before they step into a court hearing or, um, you know, a spousal support, um, conversation or any of those kind of things that can be really like difficult and tumultuous and things. Um, if we show up in a more regulated way, we're, we're more logical, we're more rational, we're calmer, we feel more secure, we feel safer. And that, that does have a tendency to ripple out. So yeah, use, that in the present moment with things that are happening in divorce situations can be a real game changer. And then there's the whole idea that, you know, the present moment is the only place that we have any power. We all know that. And yet we're constantly leaking power, like back to the past, these traumas or things that happened, these ideas and beliefs that formed in our subconscious mind before we were, you know, six, seven, eight years old. And that we just took in as the truth, no matter what they were like, whatever our caregivers, parents brought to the table, we just... soaked it all up. Yep, okay, that's what I'm going to believe. And very few people take the time to look at those things and resolve them and release them and reprogram their mind for their present day desires. So instead we have this like recurring groundhog day of unwanted outcomes, uh, that, you know, we're just like, why does this keep happening? Like, why do I keep attracting these people that treat me horribly or these relationships that are awful? Or why can't I get my marriage to work or, you know, and it's all this subconscious programming. So when we have tools like hypnosis and EFT, we can, release and reprogram the subconscious stuff. And then we can use the nervous system regulation and the tapping to work on what's left and really be able to root out the negative things to get it taken care of down to a root level. Because when you do that, then the problem's not going to be cropping up again.
0: Yeah, I want to hear more about that. I mean, that's the part that's interesting to me. So I I love that in the moment, one can tap before you're doing that pickup where there's always conflict or, you know, having that conversation where everyone's going to fly off the handle so you can prepare yourself to enter. love that. And yet, you know, many of us have been around the sun 40 plus times. And so there's just a lot of trauma and history built in each of our um, bodies. And so I'm fascinated that you're saying doing this tapping can release, if I hear you correctly, for once and for all. Um, And so talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes. So when you're talking about things like doing it in the present moment for like a pickup or a difficult conversation or something, it's kind of like what I like to consider like a Band-Aid application of this sort of a technique. And we would never deny ourselves a band-aid if we had a wound. So it's completely valuable. And then you look at like what is it that triggers you so much when you're getting ready to go, you know, pick up the kids? And what is it that's actually it's not that particular event usually. Like it's not it's usually something way deeper than that. If you have the consciousness to be able to look into it further on your own, then you can do more of like a deep wound cleanout style EFT where you're going to kind of maybe sit down for 45 minutes or an hour and just kind of keep looking at what's coming up next, you know, um, Each round of EFT is like peeling back another layer of the onion. Um, And so as a layer peels back, your consciousness elevates, and you recognize and are aware of things that you were not aware of before. And then that becomes what's left. So like, if we're doing a round of EFT, we always rate things. Um, And I'm going to do a round with you that we're going to be able to provide for the listeners so you guys can really get hands on and understand this a little better, which I think is important. It's one thing to hear us talking, and sometimes it's a little confusing. It's another thing to get hands on and try it. But when we do a round of EFT, we give it a rating first. So if we're talking about the anxiety, the anger, the frustration about going to pick up, you know, the kids and do the exchange, we give that a zero to 10 rating, 10 being the most stressful, irritating, aggravating, and zero being like, I'm chill. It's all good. And then after we do that round of tapping, we rate where you are now. So maybe you were an eight or a nine at first, and now you're a five great. You've like almost cut it in half in just a few minutes time. That's a win in and of itself. And you can probably go pick up the kids in a much better state than you are in. But if you have more time to go deeper, then you want to look at, okay, well, why are we still at a five instead of a zero? What's left? What still remains there? What are the feelings that you're still having? And that's where you go next. That's the thing that you tap on for the next round. And then until you get down to that zero, you really kind of keep exploring the feelings and the sensations and the stuff that's coming into your awareness that wasn't there during the previous round. And if you know that you're working with, you know, deeper traumas or things from the past, I definitely recommend working with somebody, even though I mean, EFT is literally the gentlest method ever it's not re-traumatizing and you can go into very traumatic things in very easy gentle ways i still recommend if you're dealing with like like abuse or other you know situations that are um you know very delicate Work with a professional. It's going to, it's going to be beneficial for, for you to have guidance through that and support through that versus just trying to navigate it on your own where you could potentially re-traumatize yourself as someone who's not a master practitioner and somebody who's just using EFT. But EFT is also very available and very um, accessible for people who want to just do it on their own. And that's part of what I love about it. It's a tool that, you know, you can get the resources that I'm going to provide for you today and have 50 rounds at your fingertips that you can do without you know, having to, having to pay a dime for it. It's very accessible therapy.
0: So, so this is very interesting. Um, that last description was more about me doing it on my own. Can you just like, if I were to come and work with you and once we got past that initial and we started going deeper as a practitioner, what is the role that you're playing? Can you kind of describe how you work with your clients?
1: absolutely so um when someone decides that you know we're a match and it's good to work together and um we we start moving into the actual therapy i begin with a consultation That's all talk. So we are literally just going over all the little things in your life that might still be kind of causing issues now and um, talking about them. Not a whole lot, but just enough that I I know like there's these different points. I can kind of create a bit of a timeline, see what happened before or after what, and just get an idea of, you know, what you've been through that's led you to this present day, you know, situation, whatever challenges or um, things that you're facing right now. And then from there, we normally start with EFT. All of my clients get access to my becoming more, with with EFT program, which, you know, since I referenced Hamilton before, I'll tell you again that it's like, I made it into videos that you can watch in less time than it takes to watch Hamilton's where you can basically learn all the basics of EFT, um, that I've boiled down my master practitionership into something that people can learn and then begin using on their own, because I want my clients to be able to use this technique. I'm not trying to have people that are, you know, life clients that need to see me for the rest of their lives. I want to empower women with the techniques that work really well and get them very confident in using them on their own. So, people start with that. And then when we meet the first time, we begin with, um, you know, really going back to where it all began. I love to begin with inner child work from birth. And, um, you know, it's not uncommon for people to say, you know, I've, I've been in therapy for years. I've tried all these different things. I think I've healed this or that or whatever. But, I feel like there's always something left that was not accounted for that can be, you know, released and and made better. So sometimes it works very quickly because people have done a lot of work there. And sometimes there's a lot to release from those earlier years. Um, and usually some kind of a topic will present itself very early on that is suitable for hypnotherapy. So usually by the the second or third session, if I'm working one-on-one with somebody, I normally am seeing them like 11 times. So we have time to kind of work through and manage all different things. And they're having access to me in between where they can you know talk to me and we can keep getting wins even between sessions so then we work with the hypnotherapy we go subconscious we figure out these different scenes that come up that you know might not have even been things that you remember that come up during hypnotherapy that we can release, and then I'm you know providing audio transformation that is you know being given live, and then something that my clients can listen to for a period of time to really rewire their brain and their subconscious to show up the way they want it to. So all the while sticking to the goals that were brought up at that consultation, and just kind of working through things in a a manner that makes sense that is aligned with time. Um, I think of it like dominoes. It's like if there's something that happened earliest that is also like something that happened later on in your life. I wanna go back to that earliest situation and look at that one because it might knock out a lot of the stuff that had to do with the one that happened more recently and make it not as important to work on.
0: Joe and their spouse always seemed to be fighting, but nothing was ever resolved. Their spouse would constantly blame them, unwilling to take any responsibility. Joe lived in the tension of walking on eggshells, doubting themselves, and over time, they became unhinged, angry, and triggered, struggling further with shame and self-condemnation. Their reactivity was used as proof that they were the problem. If you're in a relationship or marriage filled with conflict and blame and you're wondering, is this normal or could it be toxic? Take the quiz and find out how toxic your relationship is. Go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash toxic quiz and find out today. um magical um, and you know i love that freedom is like the, the central word and even the description of the modality yeah. so here you are i mean it what does that look like? Like if if I could just ask about your situation. So you've gotten divorced, you're this EFT person in a, you know, on a dime, you can regulate you, you probably much nicer to your children than most of us are to ours when we're in reaction, like what is life like for your clients after they've gone through this, what sounds like this, um, Physical and emotional and mental cleanse. that's that's what it sounds like to me,
1: yeah. I think it's it takes them to a place that's much more empowering than where they were before, where they're much more aware and where they recognize that, you know, we've been able to process a lot of things that they hadn't processed previously. And also that life is going to continue to present them with things that they need to process and that they now have much better tools to do that much better resources that they've become more resilient and, yeah, that they they are more present. I think, like I mentioned before, just getting present really, it makes a huge difference. And so many of us are living in, you know, either, you know, regrets or shame or trauma from the past, or we're like, we're pitching it forward. We're just throwing our power into the future with anxiety and worry. And we're not really here and now enjoying the the happiness, the joy, the confidence, the calm, the pleasure for God's sake, like let's enjoy some pleasure in this life. And, um, and really pulling that into like the way that we exist. So yeah. Um, And I I bring to my clients whatever they need most, you know, having had a pretty diverse life of situations myself, it's, whatever they need the most. Some of my clients are transitioning into, you know, starting a new business and they need, you know, some light business coaching along with the psychological transformations. Some people are just, this is the first time they've ever even heard about, you know, nervous system regulation, tapping, you know, subconscious mind work and it, it blows their mind the whole way through. And, you know, it's just this whole new world and things that have been opened up. And then I have a ton of clients that are professionals like you, Karen. And, you know, I have nervous system coach gurus that I work with that, you know, it's like they already know all this stuff. They're already informed about all of these things. And yet they still feel stuck. They still are not getting the results that they want. And this offers a custom plan with expert guidance that gets them new and different results than they've had before.
0: So what I would love is um, knowing our audience, right? Divorcing men and women in the thick of it, often in high conflict. Can you give us a case study that kind of illustrates a little bit the before and after
1: yeah um let me think about what the perfect one is here um okay so i actually i was working with a client that was going through a divorce earlier this year and her self-worth was really low and um she had put on a lot of weight leading up to the divorce and um and she was just having a lot of trouble with the transition as one naturally would when i mean i think she'd been married for 26 27 years it was a it was a long marriage and it was a very difficult yeah. thing with a, you know close to adult children and things like that going on um and we were able to um to really help her increase her own self-love um recognize a lot of the things that were going on had to do with the fact that she didn't love herself and she wasn't respecting herself or her own desires and wishes and to really kind of cultivate that and get her back to that and just start, you know, listening to her intuition more and what she really wanted out of life. And to also kind of go back through all those, you know, those traumatic situations that led to the divorce, um, different, you know, arguments, different hurtful things that, you know, her ex had said, um, things that, you know, she couldn't have predicted or prevented that, there they were, and now they're in divorce and to really individually give attention to those things, to find where the energy was blocked and what still needed to be released there in order for her to feel, feel safer. You know, that's honestly what it comes down to at the end of the day is that we don't feel safe. And when we don't feel safe, we don't show up the way that we want to. And when we don't feel safe to be ourselves, then that can be really difficult too. And most of us developed feelings of not being safe to be ourselves when we were very young you know? Um, and we started to be kind of like, uh, you know, told that it it wasn't okay to express ourselves in this way or to do this thing or to do that thing. And it carries on into our adulthood. So, you know, she came out the other side of the, you know, nearly dozen sessions that we did together, just feeling better about moving into being single again, feeling more confident about, you know, what was ahead of her feeling more peace about what was behind her and knowing how to pull her energy present so that she could be the mom that she wanted to be, um, do the work that she wanted to do and was passionate about and have hope for what was coming in these, you know, next chapters of her life that were yet to be written. Beautiful.
0: Wow. So, so it's so interesting. It like, it heals the past. It I, I, The words I wrote down is, um, awareness, processing tools, resilience, presence, feeling safe, um, to be ourselves. I mean, that's just yeah. like, sign
1: me up now. Right. Yeah. Safety is everything, isn't it? And we live in yeah. un- change and uncertainty are the only constants in this world. So learning to be, comfortable with things that are uncomfortable and really learning to make the things that are unfamiliar, familiar. And the things that are familiar, that are uh, unappealing, unfamiliar is really kind of the job that we're doing here with the brain, with the subconscious, with the nervous system, all of that, you know, because most of the time what people want in their lives that they're not getting, it's not familiar. So we need to reprogram that in order to make it safe for it to be familiar. And then it can right. become that much like the same way that we can't have anything physically in our reality until we visualize it first. We have to create that environment where it's welcome.
0: Yeah. And I find that like one of the reasons I I even um, decided to do this particular series is that, you know, we've got this great team of coaches And yet there are times where um, we're dealing with individuals who are so traumatized. Um, And so, you know, you know, it's like when when you're operating out of your amygdala, coaching is can be really limiting because if you're not in your conscious mind, then it's like you, you nod and it sounds good and you read the notes. But but you're still you're still coming from all of this. Uh, reactivity. And so I've had so many clients over the years where, you know, they, they do, they roll up their sleeves, they work really hard. Um, but it always seemed to me like there's got to be, there's got to be a piece to, to cut that so that it's just easier for them because they want to, right? These are people who are like, look, you know, I see my part. I know that there are things that I do or reactions that I have, but Like there's it's almost like we've got these two islands and we need a bridge and um, an EFT sounds like it could be one of those bridges to help people um, calm and clear enough so that they
1: could actually engage in and benefit from all of that. um, I love that description. I love that description of a bridge because that's kind of how it felt like to me. I've always been like a personal development junkie. So even when I was going through my divorce all those years ago, it's like I was trying to like read and learn and understand and you know whether it was leading up to it and trying to prevent it from happening or afterwards when I was like trying to figure out how to cultivate this new life that I wanted and to you know not repeat the past. So it's like I felt to like, "Oh gosh, I know. I know so much now. I'm so smart." And yet I don't feel like anything's changing and I'm pretty sure I'm just going to repeat the past, you know, like it just wasn't like it was clicking. And that's how it's always kind of felt with me up until the point when I started regulating my nervous system and working with my subconscious mind was like, gosh, I'm like, "I'm, I'm too smart to be this dumb kind of a feeling, you know, and like, why do I keep doing this? And why is this groundhog day thing happening over and over again? And then once my body, my nervous system, all that stuff got on board with me, Then it was like, ah, it's actually safe to do this thing. That's different. It's you know safe to lean into a relationship where, you know, I feel things that I didn't feel before. I don't have to go for that familiar stuff. That's not healthy. I can make the unfamiliar familiar and cultivate healthy things in my life and allow those to be the things that are most familiar and most safe to me instead of this like old BS that's been running the show.
0: So, you know, one thing that comes to mind, I have a client, she's, you know, she's financially um, well, she's not actually a divorce client, Um, but she is so caught in worry. And she like, she listens to every podcast, she reads every book, she um, has a good relationship. Uh, She has a physical ailment that I can't help but is completely attached to the level of stress and tension that she lives with. And so I guess my question to you is in a case like that, um, can tapping help the physical ailment, if if it's kind of like every practitioner who's done every study has kind of said, um, not that it's not physical, like the ailment is there, but it's driven by... The level of stress and tension in your body can. Are you, tap are you able that? to tell me what
1: the ailment is, or does it have to be a mystery ailment? Um,
0: it, it's it's almost like a TMJ lock jaw type, like so close to the brain, and always so yeah. uncomfortable and painful. And studies and tests and X-rays and blood work and. Physical modalities, and and here we still are. And uh, so I'm just curious. This is this is like a, a. Yeah. This is one of my cases where I I'm I'm at a point where I'm like, where do I find? How do I help this individual find the bridge? Because I can't actually help them with
1: my skill set until something else is done. So there, oh, I have so many things to say about this. Um, I mean, first of all, I don't think that there's anything that can't be healed. I really don't. Um, I think some of the things that require healing require it on a more like woo-woo kind of a level than the scientific level. And that just depends on what people want to embrace. Um, with emotional freedom techniques and with hypnosis, um, we can work on any of those physical ailments. I mean, you could literally, if it was like DMJ, I mean, even though I have this pain in my jaw, I want to love, accept, and forgive myself. And tapping through how that feels, where it is, chasing that pain, you know, as people work on pain, it moves in the body. So we have to kind of move with it as we do that tapping and see where it goes, because it wants to find the path out. So we have to keep with it until it comes out. With something like hypnosis, hypnotherapy, we could look at, you know, we could do a whole session on the reasons why this pain is there and allow all the different scenes to come forth that have to do with it, and then work in a, a transformation that relieves it. Um, it. There's so many possibilities there. Um, and then with things that maybe can't be actually made better um, or physically healed, then there's opportunities to feel better about it anyway. There's you know opportunities to find that love, acceptance, and forgiveness, and feel better about it. I'm actually dealing with something right now in my right eye. This macular pucker that I've had um, it resulted from a um, retina detachment that I had back in 2011. that I had an eye infection, and this pucker happened. So in my right eye, like I there's a whole like a hole in the middle. Like I just don't see things there. Um, and I have been working on it on all different levels. And it's really interesting though, to see the things that are actually making a little bit of a difference and the things that aren't and to find the acceptance around this strange difference in my vision now. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the perfect thing for a practitioner like me to deal with because I keep looking at all the different possibility and things. And also just like, the consciousness around it and, you know, and the connections that it being on the right side of my body connected to the masculine, all these different stories that come up when I work on it, the ways I get to release them. It's given me an opportunity and so much possibility to work on all different areas of my life just because of this one thing and, um, might get better. It might not keep you posted, but you know, there's, there's so much possibility when it comes to physical issues and with EFT also, um, From an epigenetic standpoint, like you can literally change the way your genes express themselves. So um, it's been scientifically proven to have like um, long lasting effects on um, all different conditions and things that people once thought were unchangeable um, actually changes the way the genes express. So really, uh, there's a lot of possibility there.
0: Well, um, that is very encouraging. I'll make sure that this particular individual is tuned into our episode. Good. Um, So one of the things I've noticed in people that I speak with uh, is um, it works, whatever the it is, in your case, it's EFT. Mm -hmm. So it works um, and it works better with some people than others. And so my question to you is, what is the dare I say, success rate with what you do and what does success look like?
1: That's a great question. I love that. You ask really good questions, Karen. I hope, I hope you know what a good interviewer you are. Um, you. So the cool thing with EFT especially is that like you can be a total cynic and it'll still work. <laughs> like I got to like love working with people that are, are cynical because all it takes is like using it on something tangible you know, like that headache example that I gave you or a backache or something that's physically tangible and going through a round and just seeing what shifts to realize how powerful you are. It's not the technique. Like people get all cynical. Like the technique doesn't work. It's you and your body. It's your mind, your body, your nervous system working together. It's not that like Gary Craig's technique of emotional freedom techniques is having power over you. It's just that it works. It just works because it's scientifically based and proven. So, um, of course, belief, as we all know, amplifies everything, makes it better. So, you know, if you're going to, especially if you're going to invest in therapy that's based in this, you might as well put a little belief behind the fact that it could work instead of showing up cynically. I don't like, I don't personally like to work with people that are like, I don't think you can do anything to help me. Like, what fun is that going to be? I want to have fun doing my work too. <laughs> but it is fun to show people that it can work anyway. Um, and then, you know, with hypnotherapy, a lot of times we'll do like different like suggestibility tests and things to make sure that people are open to it. But I, it's another one of those things where it's like, I really don't believe at this point that there's anybody that can't, you know, be in hypnosis, that can't get into trance or what have you. And then it's just a matter also of like, just lean in a little bit. But if people don't want to lean in and they don't want to believe, then they probably just want to stay stuck.
0: So if you have somebody who's totally open-minded and deeply um, uh, believing, like just has a deep faith and belief and, and trust in, in you and in the process, what is the difference between that person and the skeptic who, who comes in to do this kind of work? <sighs>
1: I think somebody that's open-minded can see more of the places where things are changing. Um, And somebody who is more skeptical probably writes off certain things that are actually happening that they either are not conscious enough to notice or they don't want to see. Sometimes they're just not ready to see it, honestly. I mean, I think sometimes skepticism gets confused with just, you know, a lack of awareness or you know, a, not a lack of understanding of what's possible, you know, but of course, I mean, I, I love working with open-minded people that, you know, are seeing those things are looking for them. I mean, what we look for, we find. So like, let's look for the change that you want instead of acting like it doesn't exist. I mean, I am a law of attraction coach. So like, I, I kind of have a problem with people showing up and being like, it can't happen. It can't happen. It can't, no, it's not going to happen. Like, okay. Like let me just end the session now. Like we're good. <laughs> Uh, that's my saying is, um, and so it shall be. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like I can, I can, I'll be in the basement in an apartment. I'll never find love. I'm like going to be miserable. And so it shall be, Uh, it is yours. (laughs) Or you might want to change that story a little bit. I love that. Absolutely love that. So, um, my last question is someone comes to work with you Besides when they're in front of you, like. What does that look like? Is there is there homework? Is there a practice? Is there a building of a skill like what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned before, my clients get access to my program that teaches them how to do EFT. So a lot of times, um, like let's say we just did a hypnotherapy session and I walked you back to like three or four different scenes from your past that, you know, presented themselves. Um, it would be very easy for you to do homework in between that session and to actually do some EFT tapping yourself on those scenes after the hypnotherapy session. Um, in all different ways. Um, and like I mentioned, at least with my, my program, the way it's structured right now, my clients have access to me in between. So sometimes, you know, we'll have, a session and then the next day they'll have these new awarenesses or sometimes you know something comes up and like bites them the next day you know <laughs> and it's like oh this does not feel good you know we, we hit something and that's still like yay that's a good thing um and so let me give you away like present time to work on that so that you don't need to wait you know a couple of weeks until you're seeing me again let's you know keep the energy moving keep things unblocked and, and make more progress in the meantime so that kind of accessibility makes a huge difference to people and yeah so once once people go through my my program, they're going to have a list of at least a hundred things that they want to tap on. And those are great things, great things to use as homework in between. And it's very easy for me to look at that and say, you know, these are good things for you to tap on on your own. These are things we want to work on together and to kind of have that, that be there. Um, and then, you know, if we're doing hypnotherapy, you've got homework of listening to that audio transformation for a few weeks every day, you can reprogram your subconscious with that. So yes, there are things and actions and activities and homework and things to do in between to really dial in on the results that you want and stay connected to the goals. Okay. I said it was my last question, but I have another <laughs> one. Um,
0: I, I have uh, what I'll, 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 I at least consider a decent amount of trauma in my past. And so um, I was actually talking to my daughter, who definitely has a lot of trauma in her past, Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how we have no memories. And so it's like um, I was working with a therapist last year and he was like, OK, so um, go back and tell me the earliest you memory that you have. And I said, we did this last week. And he said, well, give me another memory. I was like, my memory bank is pretty vacant. So I say all of this. Um, I'm so curious. Um, because so many of our. Our listeners also have like a lot of trauma and oftentimes psychologically we 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 lose our memories. They're in there someplace, but we don't right. access them. Can you talk just about this hypnotherapy part a little bit and how does that work? So if I said to you, I have three childhood memories, you could put me under hypnosis and memories that I can't access, I could access that would guide us to like share a little bit about that yeah i mean
1: in a a best case scenario yes karen um in it depends on how willing i mean i find sometimes like the first time somebody does does hypnotherapy they can be a little bit more uptight and it can be a little more difficult but i can i still have ways to kind of guide you to scenes guide you to places that are are going to be helpful for what we're looking to release and what we're looking to transform but you know what sometimes people do like we're trying to kind of let the subconscious land on a scene and they got nothing but that in and of itself can sometimes be a scene. (laughs) Like it's really interesting the way that that it can work. Um, but also, yeah, it totally could happen. It totally could be that your, your mind opens up in a way that it doesn't consciously. And you're like, Holy crap. Like totally forgot about that. Or I don't even know if this was me, like, but I'm getting this memory of, you know, whatever. Um, there, yeah, that happens too so it's not i can't predict and say how that would be for you um i i I haven't ever worked with somebody that says they have no memory although it was actually this morning i was just working with somebody who said she had no memories before the age of eight and um and we still landed at something before that now it was fuzzy um but fuzzy the stuff that was coming through even though fuzzy was very helpful and very relevant to the issue that we were working on which had to do with confidence So um yeah it still brought itself forward um she had like two very fuzzy scenes and two very clear scenes the very clear scenes were from eight on the fuzzy ones were um you know before that but I don't know when, when do you feel like when did you say your memories you don't have them before what age?
0: Yeah, I have very few um, memories from like uh, earlier than school age. So I would say from like six younger, I probably have like literally maybe two memories.
1: Yeah, that's not really a problem. Like we don't have to, I mean, we don't really have to go back that far. And like when I do like that inner child work and stuff that I'm talking about, sometimes it's just intuitive gut feelings. You know, a lot of times when people are imagining themselves, you know, as a baby, a newborn, like coming into this world or whatever, they're thinking about a picture they saw on a photo album or, you know, that kind of thing. It's not like, you know, I've ever had any client that's like, oh, I know for sure this is how I felt. You know, it's not something that we really remember. And yet there's so much healing and so much that we can connect to energetically around what was happening at that time, especially if we know like what our parents were going through, what was happening in our world, that kind of stuff. And it's amazing how many people know without a doubt that they either did or didn't feel safe at that point in their life already.
0: So this is just fascinating and it's really um, so interesting that you have these, these Two skill sets. Not that you don't have more, but that you're talking <laughs> to us about the EFT and the the hypnotherapy. Um, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of tricks in your bag. Um, no,
1: that's it. That's all I got.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and um, so, thank you so much for for this has been this has been wonderful and really um, informative and eye opening. Can you just share how our listeners can find you, what your free gift is, and yeah. uh, before we say goodbye?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love the topics that you talk about on your show and the way that you help people with the work that you do. So it's uh, I'm grateful to be able to share the ways that the work I do might help them also. And as far as finding me, um, my website, Teresa Lear um, kind of can take you to wherever you want to go. And then, um, to get that tapping that you and I are going to do, I would say definitely go to the private sessions.com where you'll be able to get the full, um, resource. Uh, it's kind of like an ebook, but it's got video links in it if that's not confusing. Um, so it'll have video links that you can click on to do tapping on whatever, you know, speaks to you. I always say to people, like, look for, I mean, obviously look for this one that Karen and I are going to do, because it's going to be relevant if you're listening to this podcast. And also like, look at the title of some of the other ones. There's other amazing tapping sessions on there. Find something that's near and dear to your heart and try that because that's where you're going to get the most transformation on the things that are troubling you or causing you challenges in your life. And those are the best places to find me and connect with me. Beautiful.
0: And if someone wants to work with you, how did, how do they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, um I usually do like an insight call to see if it's a good match or not. Um, and kind of, you know, take it from there. You can go to gamechangingconversation.com and book an insight call with me. And that information's all in the in the uh, resource that I mentioned also or on my website.
0: And also in the show notes. So you oh, thank can you. find Teresa in a lot of different places. Thank you so much for sharing. This has been really interesting, insightful. And I really hope a lot of our listeners
1: go and check you out and check out your private sessions. That sounds wonderful. I'm going to be checking yeah. it out. And I'm going to have a book launching at the end of the summer, too. So that'll be just another way that people can find me, too.
0: Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So, Um, We're going to be back again real soon with another episode of Divorce Trauma Recovery. Until then, y'all take care, I'll see you soon. You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women throughout one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.